Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And so I immediately called Tom DePietro from DePietro's Pharmacy in Dunmore. Tom, thanks for letting me interrupt your day. Yeah, Frank, and thanks for talking about the topic. Um, I said this at a, a roundtable with the governor, um, but I have to say it again. You have to thank the governor for, for taking the action he's taking um, because what it does is exactly what's happening right now. The media is talking about it, um, and, and I think the more people that are aware of uh, what is going on, um, you know, in a person's life, this uh, opioid addiction, this opioid epidemic is usually kept in between those four walls at their house and not talked about. Um, so thankfully, the media, um, you know, is making everyone hyper aware of the problem uh, that we have at hand. And this problem, as we know, um, healthcare providers, it didn't just happen, you know, this this year or the last six months. Um, it's certainly been an ongoing uh, battle. Um, now, now so, you know, yeah. one of the things that you said kind of kind of eases my, my heart a little bit because you said you were at a roundtable discussion with the governor, and I said, I hope he's asking people in the front lines what, what the real solution is. So if he's talking to pharmacists like you, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, and I do have to say, I try not to be uh, politically... Um, driven or motivated at all at all but what i will say is he, he's certainly open open to the conversation and open to ideas uh the one point that i keep making uh, about this epidemic and the thing that i'll say to you frank is the bad thing is it's it's so unfortunate that there's so many people affected but if there's good in it the the good is that these patients um or these addicted individuals are being touched by so many health care providers along the way. And I'll give you an example. You may have a person that's misusing or overusing their uh, prescription painkiller. They're seen at their doctor's office to get the prescription. So not only do they interact with the doctor, but they see his staff. That person brings a prescription to the pharmacy. He interacts with the pharmacist and his staff. If he, if he misuses it to the point where he requires medical attention, the EMTs are rushed to his home, and now he's intercepted by them. The, the EMTs then take him to the emergency room where, you know, he's a, the, that addicted person is evaluated. And unfortunately, where I think we need to be better as healthcare individuals is having difficult conversations with the patient. So that patient, that example that I just get, gave you, he's touched by so many healthcare providers. So there's so many safety nets for someone to step up and have a difficult conversation with the patient. Uh, I've, had the, I've had the discussion before with the patient, and it's extremely uncomfortable. But after you have a few uncomfortable conversations, it, it becomes kind of comforting uh, to the patient. You could tell that they're, they're ready to open up to you. Um, so I really think that, you know, the action that the government's taking, the action that the media is taking is all a step in the right direction. But what it, what it comes down to is I think we all have to look inside of ourselves and say, what, what could I do to help this epidemic? You know, you might just go home and talk about it at the dinner table tonight and then realize tomorrow morning when you go to work, like, hey, you know, she really seems off. Like, she really 
she's never late for work or, you know, she never calls off sick and now she's called off sick three days in a row. So I think, I think we all have to look at ourselves and say, what, what could I do to maybe help impact someone's life? Tom, we're talking to Tom DePietro of DePietro's Pharmacy in Dunmore. Tom, the, the federal government a few weeks ago, you know, did something similar, said there's going to be a big task force and a crackdown. And now we have the governor taking action. Have you seen any changes in the pharmacy? Has there been any restrictions, any kind of uh, a closer look, anything that has really affected yeah, you? Yeah, you know what, what really has helped us the past, uh, I, I would say, a little over a year and a half now, we've had, we have at the pharmacy level access to the state's prescription drug monitoring program, meaning that um, we check, like if you present a prescription to us, we'll, we'll check the state's website to see if you had filled a prescription um, anywhere else by maybe a different provider or at a different pharmacy, uh, because prior to this website coming out, uh, we would rely on the insurance companies to inform us of that information. But if a patient wasn't using insurance, we would kind of, you know, have to make all these phone calls to try to see if the patient was telling us the truth or if this was their only prescription. That, that's, that's to prevent doctor shopping, right? Correct. And, and we've, uh, you know, the, the access to that website has tremendously helped us as healthcare providers and as pharmacists to identify misuse. Hopefully we've identified the misuse before, uh, you know, that person is far too long addicted to the medication. Now, not talking about the stuff that's on the street, but what, what, is, what is the most commonly prescribed opioid? Um, I would say oxycodone is, you know, the most commonly prescribed opioid um, behind hydrocodone. Um, so hydrocodone and oxycodone, uh, are both commonly prescribed opioids for, you know, acute pain. Hydrocodone is commonly acute pain where you see a lot of patients that have chronic pain on oxycodone. Now, Tom, uh, a woman called, I believe it was Karen, and she called and she said that she had shoulder surgery and the doctor prescribed her um, 120 Percocet. She only needed them for a couple of days and she has the rest of the bottle. And she just in passing said, well, I guess I'll flush them down the toilet. And we got a big response to that. And I said, well, when I walk into your pharmacy, you have a place there, a bin there where we can dispose of old drugs. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned because you said, you know, we have to kind of do our part. There's probably Probably a lot of a lot of opioids that are hanging around in medicine cabinets that people would have access to that shouldn't, right? I would absolutely agree with that. And the statement that you just made about you know Karen, it just happened this weekend. My sister got discharged from the hospital. The doctor gave her twenty pills. She needed three of them, and she's like, "Get these out of my house because I don't want the kids to, God forbid, you know, get into them." We, as you mentioned, have a drop box at the pharmacy, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I'll tell you, the other ones are located at courthouses generally. So the Lackawanna County Courthouse also has a drop box. We are one of the few pharmacies that have them. Another comment that I made at the roundtable with the governor is, if we as pharmacies dispense medications, we should be required by Pennsylvania law to have the ability to take back these medications from the consumers. Because prior to us having that box, Frank, many patients would walk in and say, you know, what could I do? What could I do with these? And we would say, unfortunately, we're not by law allowed to take them back. Um, but now, because of you know this epidemic, w we have access to sign up for a system that you know we pay for. But I believe that it should be mandated for every pharmacy 
to have these in their in their in their pharmacy so patients could take them back. Well, I appreciate it. Tom, thanks for talking to us. Uh, you know, you you're a great guy and you're always there for us and I think one of the big mistakes you made was giving me your cell phone number. No, that's okay, Frank. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's an honor to call into such a great show. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Tom DePietro, DePietro's Pharmacy in Dunmore. Now- hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.